you've yep. uh, you've made my life miserable. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's my main one. Yeah. Trusty guy. Get, I'm Let's take a break here. Let's take a break here. <laughs> All right, Kick we're getting on. way off topic. Um, so you were talking about how much money you make. <laughs> yes. You're bragging. <laughs> what I was trying to say. Twenty twenty four, Alan Howe. Boom, boom. We're freaking back, baby. We're back. It's how we roll. So good to see your beautiful face. I know it's been luscious beard. It's got a little bit more color today than usual. My beard does. Yeah. How so? What does that even mean? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's just a little bit more sun. A little bit more. Do you know how sun works? (laughs) Beard tan. (laughs) No, maybe it's just. Maybe it's just. I don't know. Maybe it's age. Maybe it's just sun. Maybe I'm it's getting a bit of salt and pepper in in the sides of my hair and some of my beard, which yeah. I'm embracing, which I'm Very enjoying. Good. Yeah, Very could good. be something to do with the kids. I'm not sure, but I wanted to I wanted to just throw a left of field, just suggestion at you for the podcast before we get into our first topic of the year. Yeah, possible rebrand. I know we're four episodes in. <laughs> Here we go. Advertising. Very cool name. Yeah. Good pun. I'm thinking for a bit of vintage flair. Dabvertising <laughs> with a B. You would, you would. I think it's time to bring dab, back dabbing. Dab, dabvertising. Bring back yeah. the plank and <laughs> just kind of go on a social media. Did you ever get trend. into any of that? We did. Um, I think dabbing was just something funny yeah. that you did ironically that you started doing too much, yeah. like saying lol out yeah. loud. And I then, just did it to annoy people. Exactly. Like, yeah. And then the other one that we did do was. Coning? You ever see coning? No. That's oh, what, like getting a witch's hat cone and sticking no, it? No, no. And it's when you go to Macca's and you order a soft serve in the drive-thru and then you grab it from the top. <laughs> <laughs> and so you grab the soft serve from the top Boom. and you film the person's reaction and then like we would also do that, do that and then go around again, order a soft serve, but then show them that you've already got one. <laughs> and then it's filmed. But this was before you post it on social media. Yeah. Just like filming it to show your friends. So uh, yeah. anywho, that was... Uh, should we scratch the rebrand and just go with the advertising? <laughs> Let's stick with the advertising. Yeah, we haven't yeah. paid for a logo or anything yet. No, so we, we no, maybe we, we. But maybe we could. Maybe we could uh, have the start of this episode like us both doing the dab. Yeah, yeah. Sound effect. Dun. I love it. Yeah, the, the people are going wild. Boom. I love it. What are we talking <laughs> about today, Alan? How? So today we are talking about the biggest lessons of 2023. Yeah. So these can be. I guess they're all for most like the lessons that we've got written down are business lessons. They are so they're business lessons, but for you and I and most people in this space where we are looking after our own business, yep, a business implication turns into a life implication. Oh, I really. think yeah, I think um, I think biz, being in business is one big um personal development mm. program anyway, isn't it? Hundred percent. I think that I think I actually might have stolen that from you. It's yeah, one of the reasons bit. you don't do don't work with a lot of coaches and yep. people. Yeah, very good. All right. So starting, do you want to kick off your number one? Number number one. Oh, sorry, number three. Sorry, the reverse starting countdown. Three, the reverse countdown. Number three. 
<laughs> you have to tell me what I wrote down at number three. <laughs> All right, number three. Uh, Alan's, Alan, thank God for Alan Howell. He meticulously uh, helped we us We will not do notes. an episode without actually structuring out a little bit. Yeah, no, that. it would be uh, chaos. <laughs> it would be chaos. Okay, so number three. I didn't order these in any particular way, but I think they are ordered appropriately the way we've done it. Um, number three for me would be that team members don't immediately solve problems. They can never inevitably cause more problems as you bring them on, take more time and money to start. And it's a real investment, whether that's hiring um, a, a freelancing agency like you or I to do something yep. um, or, or bringing someone on as a remote assistant or even a full-time employee. Yep. That person cannot be the person that immediately solves all your problems because it will inevitably create work in the beginning. Yeah, um, absolutely. Even if they are to come good, yeah, um, it always, yeah, I, I constantly have to remind myself on this exact same thing about how much time it actually takes to hire someone yeah. because, yeah, you all, all I know my, my downfall is I always overestimate yeah. um, how quick it's going to go or how much time how much time I do not need, like, yeah. or, you know, how quickly I can sort of onboard someone and get yep. them up and running and, and whatnot. Um, but the, the more time, the, the longer that I've been in business, the more I've realised it just comes down to really good processes. And even if it is, <coughs> the more that you can sort of integrate them into your system mm. and having other team members in the system also does help that process is also like having the yep. right culture set. But yeah, what, what would you say? Yeah. So do you want to share more on, on yeah. some of, yeah. Well, I think we, we spoke about in the last episode, I believe that we both hire very much based on vibe, less so on, like we, we need the skills coming in, yep. but we also would hire someone who we vibe with more. Yep. Who's maybe got a little less skill than someone who's yep. perfect, you know? Yeah. And, what, what I've noticed with that one is that people will come in with their own, depending on how they've been trained, everyone's got their own way of doing things. Yeah. And they kind of need to come into your way a little bit, but bringing that flair in is good too. And so it, it does take time to find that balance. So yeah. I've noticed my graphic designer who I've hired, she's really good, but she definitely has a style. Yeah. And it's not my style. Yeah. That's my <laughs> style. And yeah. so mm. she will knock up things really, really quickly and they look amazing, but not the way I want them to look. Yeah. So then I have to kind of go back and I redid a whole Critique. funnel the other day. Yeah. She built it and then I just went and redid the whole thing to make it look the way I wanted it to. There was nothing wrong with hers. It's just like communicating exactly how I want the fonts and everything to be. Yeah. That's a tricky one. Yeah. Um, because that's not letting go of control. That's like changing my sort of standards and vision. And that's yeah. something that... Yeah. You've got to learn to do this. Delegating is, is yeah. one thing, and that's great. But then also saying, that's not what I want <laughs> is, is another one. Yeah. And I, w I just want to add in on this topic because I'm not obviously no hiring expert. Like I've got um, – like I've had my experience hiring and having to let go of certain employees and, and different things. But there's three main things when I hire someone. There's three main things – oh, sorry, I tell them – what are the three things that I care about? So I'll give you a perfect example. Um, 
I'm hiring um, my copywriter. Um, he's going to just he's starting a new business, and so he's he's just left the business. Saw which this sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sucks. He's such a good guy, and he's such a like. Even you, I think you actually said these topics are the best that I've that we've read that oh, I've had. Oh right, yeah. So he, he that's mm, him. Yeah, that's yep. yeah. So now I've got a job ahead of me. Yeah, but um, when I hired him, um, it was. There was three things that I said to him. I care. These are the three things that I care about the most: um, uh, delivery, yeah, communication, and the last one is creative interpretation. Okay. If you nail those three things, this like you'll be successful, right? So coming back delivery, if um, if if we have like a project. Um, and it takes longer than, you know, than the time that we've allocated. That's fine. But I need to, like, th that then falls into the second one, which is communication and communication on how we can get to the delivery point that we need to without um, compromising quality or compromising, um, not just having someone just do something for sake of doing it, like mm. we're doing it properly. So delivery, like making sure that we're focused on the time, you know, and and making sure that all of that works. Communication again, I don't I don't actually like and this is this rightfully or wrongfully, um I don't actually have set times like for our uh, our employees to start and finish. Mm. I trust that the work that we're allocated is approximately 8 hours a day. Yeah. And um because given like at different times we were give and take um, and I am super flexible as long as the first two come back delivery and yep. communication. Now, if you're delivering and you're communicating exactly where you're going to be or not be like if you've got stuff on or you're going somewhere, don't like if you're planning on being out on a particular day, don't don't just take the day off you need to tell me like, yeah. Hey, I'm going to be working in the night or I'm going to be doing this. I just need to know. I don't, I don't like, I will nine times out of 10 say, sweet. Thank you for letting me know. And yeah. yes, that's fine. But very rarely have I ever had to say no, but I, I just need the first two. And then the second yeah. one, the last one, the third one is creative interpretation. Because if you're, if you care, creative interpretation, I say it, see it as like, it's listening to what our clients want and creatively interpreting it in a way that's going to best like best serve their message, best serve what they're doing. And I've found that focusing on those three things or having those three things as a focus point then allows you to keep really simplify the role. And then everything else is just like behavioral, like whether it is they've got a little bit of attitude or, you know, are they willing yeah. to take on feedback and all those other things. Um, the rest sort of fall into line with your culture and, and things like that. Is that helpful? I think you are a hiring expert, Alan. No, definitely not. I also think we're trying to pack too much into this episode. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. We've only gotten to point one point of one. yours. Yeah, no, okay. that's cool. So, uh, the, the, but the lesson that comes out of that is, you know, you'll learn to manage expectations on speed and if you can prepare for and invest the time and money into that person, yeah. it'll pay you back in spades in a few months. 100%. For sure. Yeah. Um, two for me, 
second point that I learned. Oh, this actually, year. we'll yeah, go please. through. We'll go bout for bout. So, okay, oh, go yeah. Ahead. So, my number three was um, the the numbers don't lie. So, um, this is this is something that I think all business owners sort of run into at some stage, and I've ran into this multiple times, but I'm just always constantly reminded to track my numbers. So mm-hmm. things like um, tracking not only how much ad spend we've got, how many calls I'm making, yep. um, like because I'm looking after our sales calls and things like that, um, how many conversions we're making, um, the conversion or like, you know, cost per like ad spend to um, conversion leads to conversion. Like knowing those numbers yep. like is so crucial to making decisions whether it is to bring on a new sales team, whether yep. it is to do something, you know, to make a change in the future, whether it's to understand whether your ads are working or not, you know, and things like that. Um, not only that, but also um, when with my numbers, it's like cash flow, expenses, um, even to the degree where in 2024 we have hired like a financial coach to help us like just around forecasting nice. and getting – even better but yeah the numbers don't lie um even though sometimes you want them to yeah absolutely well like the thing is you can you can feel good that you're making some you're making sales and things like that yeah but one of the things i had to be reminded and it was a nice (laughs) nice gentle uh slap in the face at some stage this year is that we're spending more than we're making oh yeah Yeah, and it's so easy to do like and I wouldn't say that I'm like I'm not driving a Lambo. I'm still driving a Toyota Corolla. Your car I, sucks. Yeah, <laughs> the paint's <laughs> falling off in the front. Um, you know, and and things like that. But whilst I feel like we're being conservative, um, you know, there's still times where either you know our our expenses are outweighing yeah. what we're making and and things like that. And it's just it's being conscious of where you're at yep. and making sure that. Even if you're not if you're not happy with all those things, that you're moving in the direction and you've got a plan in place, yeah. you know, forecasting and those sorts of things. So that was my number three. Isn't it nuts when you hear like businesses like Amazon lost money every year for the first ten years, that sort of thing? Yeah, I, I don't understand how that works. They must have investors or something. Yeah, that we don't have. Yeah, because you always hear businesses like, yeah, we lose money every month. What do you mean? Well, <laughs> I think some like even well, you think about like even mortgage broking companies. Like they they will put someone onto a thirty year loan, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they're trailing commissions and and things like like you know if you dive into Mark Boris's even Mark Boris's story and and things like that, you know they lend out hundreds and thousands yeah. and millions of dollars you know for mortgages and and things like that, but it takes like the trailing commissions yeah. then pay them you know. Um, in multiples yeah, yeah, yeah. later on. And so, yeah, it's just understanding where, where are those trigger points and what is your risk or like, what is your debt appetite to be able to get further? Like, yeah, before it starts to actually become profitable and, and, you know, and that it's a solid plan that you've got. Debt appetite. Listen to this guy. <laughs> we hired a financial coach. You'd never tell. You'd never tell. No one's ever heard the phrase debt appetite before, certainly not in this room. <laughs> number two, my number two lesson uh, what got you to 50k months will not get you to 100k months. Mm. Um, this is a 
lesson I learned this year, having done multiple months of the year in the space between those two numbers. Um, basically, uh, yeah, I, I think that we were talking about this before. It felt like the business was easier a year ago when we had less clients, less team, obviously easier. Yep. But kind of growing faster and then just it got to a point where just the offers we were making, the ads we were running, the service we were doing, just it just wasn't working anymore. And I kind of realized this like three mm. months ago. It's like we've put the whole year going into this direction, mm-hmm. which got us from much smaller numbers to the biggest numbers we've done. And now, no matter what we do, it's just not cranking out to that next level. So yeah. now we've got to stop and revisit. But it actually took me, you know, sort of being semi-forced to take like two weeks off over Christmas to realize that. Yeah. So I think the, 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 the first... The first 10K is like just talking to people. The first 50K is kind of like doing well with your first clients, getting referrals, client retention, Mm -hmm. figuring out how to get some more bigger upfront payments, that sort of thing, and then hiring a couple of team members to help you do it. And then the 100K ones, I haven't done it yet, so but I can tell what we need to do. And it's just um, more consistent, uh, replicatable offers. It's been... (coughs) For me, it seems to be being less boutique and yeah. more systemized. Yeah. And uh, then also, yeah, having, having the right people around you. Yeah. Which I, I say I don't have coaches and mentors, but I do. I just don't kind of have an official payment yeah. agreement with them. I, like, so as someone who has done the 100K months, um, what I will say is it does come down. It's probably just, it's more volume. Like yeah. there's, and there's, there's so many, like, you know the odd saying, there's so many, there's a number of different ways to skin a cat, yep. right? There are so many Apologies different... to the vegans <laughs> listening to the podcast. <laughs> we love, I'm allergic to cat. A skinned cat would actually probably be better for me. I could have a skinned cat in the house. <laughs> you know, no matter how it Very was done. Very good. As long as it was done painlessly, I could have a skinned cat. Yeah, painlessly. Yeah, or a shaved cat. <laughs> Let's go shaved. Um, but what I'm trying to get at here is that... <laughs> Waxed. <laughs> Poor cat. Yeah. It's not going to be happy, is it? We either way. We, either love, way. we love a good cat. Yeah. Um, Kit Kat? No. So, oh, so, get, I'm Let's take a break here. Top. Let's take a break here. All right. Kit we're getting fun. way off topic. Um, so You were talking about how much money you make. <laughs> yes. You're bragging. <laughs> what I was trying to say here is, honestly, there's so many different ways of doing it because um, the first time you know, that I, the first time that I broke through, like I, yeah, it basically what I'm trying to get at is it can literally come down to, you know, just the way that you package up things. Mm. Um, like for example, the way that I did my first hundred K month was by taking 12 months of payments up front. Yeah. Um, is that a great thing? I don't actually, I like I did it for a little while. Um, I don't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, I have a different way of going about business and, and things like that. Um, so there's like very quick ways you can do it, but you can, but you also, <clears throat> pardon me, you don't, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that like just more money, more money, more problems. Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, the hundred, like, yeah. And so it's just working out, you know, what's the, 
best way to do this because sometimes it does mean more team and, and things like that as well. And we were talking before and, and talking about, you know, um, some of the things around scaling and, and, you know, all those other things as well. And you want to just find that, that peaceful way of still having your time, yep. still having a great team, still offering a, an incredible service, but obviously still continuing to make profit. Yeah. And we have a whole episode coming up about yes. to scale or not to scale. Yep. So that'd be a good one. Yep. But getting to do it, doing, yeah, doing a hundred thousand dollar months is just a number, arbitrary number. Yeah. If you're spending 95 grand to get there. Yeah. That exactly. sort of thing. So, okay, sweet. Lesson number two for you. Number, number two for me was transparency with team does not equal weakness. Now, I thought, mm. yeah, so this is this is really interesting. I thought that me telling my team, like, because I'm a very transparent guy. I like to tell people the truth. Yeah. Um, and I actually thought that there was a level of, like, which there is. I will say there is a level of discrepancy that needs to happen. But... You know the cool thing about, um, and this, like, it sort of comes at the right moment as well. Like, so yesterday I put up a post about um, my my buddy who who's just left yeah. our company. And to hear him, like, it's not the first time, it's the first time someone's written it in that way. Mm. Um, I have had staff members tell me how cool it is to work with us and, and everything else as well. Um, but... Where, that, where I think that comes from is in the good times and the bad times, you don't oversell. Well, like, you even put it this way, in the bad times, when either people aren't getting paid on, like your staff, you can't pay yep. your staff on time, or um, there's more work than people can handle, or, you know, people, you just, like, you find a way and you, I think communication is so key and that communication with transparency about what's really happening, yep. letting them in on what's happening and having them see exactly where you are, but also the vision of how we're going to get out of it mm. and not don't treat like, I think this always, I have never done this and never will, but regardless of whether someone's based in the Philippines, Australia, Australia, you never, ever, ever treat someone like a piece of shit. Like you are never above anyone, you know. Yeah. Um, I I hear and see people treat foreign staff members in like they're like they're second class citizens, yeah. or just because they're from you know in inverted commas potentially a third world country, um, does not mean then any less of a human than you are. And and I think it's just remembering that they have families, they've got their own kids, their own circumstances. And the more transparency that you can have around what's really happening, but also the plan that you have, um, then allows them to choose and buy in on their own accord as to whether they're going to like work with you. Mm, yeah. um, That's cool. And move forward as well. So That's cool. So yeah, I remember we had an episode on the last session where you mentioned that you did have a, a time where you had to tell your, your staff, I can't pay you this week, but yep. I'm going to sort it out. Yeah. Super rough, man. Yeah. But you got through it. And, uh, yeah. well and done. I've had that multiple times, like yeah, totally. multiple times. Yeah. 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 I've had it for sure. Yeah. Yes. And, and I've taken money out of my personal bank account to, yeah, to send, fix people yeah, up. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's a thing. It's just yeah. a thing that you do. Exactly. So awesome, man. All right. Um, good lesson. Good lesson. And my number one lesson from 2023 was trust your gut when bringing on new clients. 
because I'd say 100% of the time, not even 95%, 100% of the time, if you've got doubts about a client when you're bringing them on, it's going to be a bumpy ride with that client. 100%. 100% of the time. And whether that's, you know, there's certain, and we, we didn't want to use the phrase red flags, but certain things that will give you the impression that maybe this person's not your perfect client. Yeah. And maybe some people are just a little apprehensive about starting a contract. Some people really just go back and forth and ask a billion questions. Yeah. And that continues into them working with you. Yeah. And bringing on people who you think, oh, this person isn't our normal client, but we can mm -hmm. do it for them today. Yeah. Causes all the headaches in your business yeah. for me. Absolutely. No, I, I couldn't agree more Um, just on this thing like – the more that we go outside of our like um, our system yep. or, or the, the thing that we're great at and the more that we make accommodations, exactly like you're talking about, the, the it costs us more. We spend more time, energy, effort. Yep. And the other thing, and, and so over a course of a period of time, the same thing, same realisation I've made is that you really do have to, I almost, in a way... Um, as much as you want to generate more business and sales and you've got targets and all those other things, especially when I'm talking to potential prospects is you're almost pushing them away as much as you possibly like, yep. you're almost trying to disqualify them before you qualify them yeah. is, is where I feel the, the perfect balance is because as much as you want to bring someone on and, you know, offer your services and whatnot, it's a huge, like above and beyond the transaction and the, the agreed service terms, whatever, like there's a huge energy exchange. Like you could yeah. be spending, you could be spending your Tuesday night worrying about something, a oh. campaign or this or that or whatever, because it's just not a right fit or, or someone's promised something that's just a little bit yep. into it's the... Never, yeah, you're never staying up thinking about the clients who you love working with. Yeah. And if you are, it's because you truly want to be doing it and it's not yeah. stressing you out. If I'm staying up doing, you know, one of my favorite clients in the world, Miranda Marriott, uh, you're not listening, Miranda, but we love you. <laughs> um, I, I was up doing her funnel the other night, the one that yeah. we were talking about. I was up on ClickFunnels loving myself because yeah. I really hope she likes this. But yeah. then sometimes it's like sorting out some freaking GoDaddy domain hosting issue that we shouldn't be doing for someone because yeah. they're, you know, they're awkward and um, that person shouldn't have come on in the first place. Yep. Yes, it was lovely that you paid your, you know, X amount of dollars up front on the phone because you were super keen, but far out, you've yep. uh, you've made my life miserable. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's my main one. Yep. Trust you got. Alan, your number one lesson from 2023 in life and business. Drum roll. I've got a drum roll button, but I don't know which one it is. <laughs> it's not that one. It's not that one. <laughs> um, for me, it was back to basics. Um, so, aka back on the tools. Yeah. Um, so, for those who do actually follow me around on socials and whatnot, you'll notice that I was here, there, and everywhere. Um, and that was, I was actually noticing, for transparency purposes, it was actually client retention. Notice mm. that my client retention dramatically increased the moment that I was back on the tools. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, it's really interesting. I, we were talking um, and looking at, you know, the like when you think about what is the, the 
biggest and best dollar producing outcome that you can do. I actually found that for me, when I looked at this and reviewed my year, that filming, being there yep. on location was the best, biggest produce, dollar producing things other than potentially sales. Amazing. Making direct sales. But um, talk about client retention, building up monthly recurring revenue, keeping clients on, yep. all those other things. Um well, I'll tell you why, as, yeah. as one of your clients, your videographers are amazing videographers. Yeah. And I dare say some of them more professional than you. Tell me more. Well, they've got more equipment than yes. you do. They, kind yeah. of, they have a plan and you're, you're kind of just winging it. Yeah. Um, but w when I say winging it, you are adapting to the situation and you are being creative and almost like directing yeah. more. Um, rather than just filming. Yeah. And so that's super duper helpful because we don't know video as well as you do and yeah. content. And so for you coming in, being on the tools, it feels like I can rock up to that session a little less prepared because you you got my back to, to help me with it. And your other videographers, um, the content comes out awesome, but only if I do awesome when I'm filming it. Yeah, but also in in fairness to them, they aren't a part of the initial conversations. Like yeah. from the sales point of view, they're not part of the reviews. Like they they've only got what they're working yeah. with, and sometimes that's okay. Like sometimes, exactly like you said, sometimes people know what they're going to do, and it's literally just press record, get the teleprompter or whatever ready. Yeah. But yeah, you just want to have that balance in between. So how good, man! I'm enjoying being on the tools as well this year. Fuck and yeah. I find that all, all of my all of my clients who I've personally brought on, I've done the sales, I do most of the delivery, they're the easiest clients. And yeah. so we'll get into that in the scaling episode later on, why the pros and cons of all that. But uh, that's a good list, man. Three yeah. and three, we've learned our lessons. Biggest lessons of 2023. Yeah, and, we, uh, and we're going to get into some more life and family stuff later on in the show yeah. as well. It's so really cool. Cool comment episode. your lessons. Comment your lessons yeah. below. Where do you comment on a, on a podcast? On the, on the on, YouTube? Oh, I think you can on Spotify. On YouTube, Spotify. You I don't know. You can't comment on Spotify, can you? Maybe. You can leave reviews. Only oh, positive yeah. ones. Maybe. Only positive ones, please. <laughs> Fuck off with your negative ones. Leave your negative feedback on a different podcast. Yes. Whichever, pick any podcast. Yeah. But just not Alan or I secondary podcast. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Hell All yeah, right. everyone. Thanks for being here. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Having me, having us in your in your, in your, in your ear holes. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Catch you next week. Bye. Peace out. <laughs>